Hello, hello, hey, hey, welcome, welcome to JDR Creatives Podcast, or as I like to call it, the audio journal of my life. is April 21st, 2023. We are recording at night. This episode will be this week with JM. <laughs> wow, you gotta look. I'm back already and I'm I'm not giving you I'm healed, which I gotta I gotta write that. I gotta I gotta really produce that episode. Um but yeah I, w- I wanted to come and I've had a very interesting week <laughs> and so I wanted to bring it here and i start off with a few things i once had a friend who gave me uh, a gift for christmas probably about four or five years ago and it was from this place called the giving keys and they make these they take keys and they make you know nice little messages on it and the key that i have is create and one of the things that i've loved that he told me he was like you know you have this you have this passion for creation and you have this gift and when you silence yourself, you're not doing yourself justice or the world. The world needs to see it and you need to deliver it. And um, that's why I'm recording. That's why I continue to push um, because we need to create. And that's that's one of the things that's very important for me in my life. Um, two other things I'll, I'll, I'll give, and they're quotes, I'll give them to you now because it'll take you through this episode. When joy is a habit, love is a reflex. I choose joy. That's going to be something that you're going to hear me say through this episode. And the other one is (laughs) guilt is toxic. Let it go. Forgive yourself. So those two things are very important because they, they kind of some kind of a big portion of the week ahead. And so um, I've just got back from Jacksonville um, I had to go to Gainesville, Jacksonville, Tallahassee. I've, I've made a few city. I've made a few city tours this week. Um, also, there was a gentleman that was a friend, a man that I knew. Um, he passed away uh, two weeks ago, and of course, they had a celebration of life on Wednesday. And um, you know, I had to I had to go out of town, and I was I was struggling. I got up that morning. I got up a little bit later. I just didn't want to get out of bed. I was really contemplating if I was going to call my boss and take the day off or take the rest of the week. I, I just, I just was out of sorts. And then what I didn't realize that I've learned <laughs> after I bulled over and I let all my emotions out was uh, the situation with this woman that I care about deeply, that, that I had to progress and I had to basically just let go and not really wanting to do that. At first, I thought I was just really sad because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not ready to have these experiences in. But then I realized that I had some anger in there too. Um, I had some anger because I felt like why for all the hard work that I do, for all the good, for all the light that I'm bringing, why am I constantly losing? And then I was shown over the last three days when we get hard, when we get down on ourselves, when we start to pity ourselves, the word why must not be used. And I'm going to say that again. The word why must not be used when you are pitying yourself or you're 
or you're down on yourself because it is a negative thought process. It is not, it's not like a root cause analysis where you're trying to figure out why, why, why. Um, the more you open up that, that hole, the bigger it gets. And it's a bottomless pit and there's nothing good that comes out of it but negative thoughts. Luckily for me, I'm a person that's went through healing and I am healed. So I was able to figure it out this week with, um, instead of it taking me months or, or years like it would have in the past to figure this out, you know? And so what I, what I came to was I was sad and I was mad. And I'll start with the, the love interest first. So for my love interest, I just, you know, I had this connection with the person. I felt like I was giving and, and, and just there and just attentive and connected. And what I've learned is, is that, you know, at first there was reciprocity, but as time went on, reciprocity kind of loosened. And because I was excited to be here, I tend, I tend to give more, 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 more. And when you're not receiving that back, that should be the first alert. Um, but for me, you know, I, I enjoy this person. This person was kind. It's just that person hadn't made it to the stage that I made it in. This lesson for me is really about me. It's not about them because you're walking down a road with a person, but yet you have a, a better gait or better stride than them. You're getting to a destination faster, but you're not realizing by doing that, you still got to wait for them to get there. And that was kind of what it was. It was like I was so excited and enjoyed this and was pouring into it that I was pouring into it at a rate the other person couldn't even keep up with. And therefore, I didn't even know and checking in to see exactly where they were. So in the end, when everything went awry, I'm just angry because I'm like, yo, you know me. I'm, I'm your person. We've been talking, but now you're cutting communication with me. You're not speaking with me. You're putting me in a closet. You're... You're pushing on a boundary of the silent treatment, which I don't like. We don't have to solve everything today, but everything's about solve and how can we work together. And it just really, really made me angry because I think I looked at it like my character. You're saying that I made you feel this way, but you're not allowing me to come to the podium and explain and, and find understanding. And then what I had to learn is that sometimes people won't let you do that. Sometimes people aren't going to give you the answers you want. And, and that's all I really want. I'm an answers guy. But what I've learned in my life over the women I've dated is, is that I've never been given the answers by them. And I tend to think it's because they can't stand on the strength of telling me because of one or two reasons. One, they don't want to hurt me because they think I'm weaker than, than what I am because I'm kind. Or two, they don't know how to stand up to me because of the strength that I possess. I don't know. All I know is I just would want, I, you know, in, in life, once I would want someone to tell me where a breakdown happened. And if I can't solve it or it can't be fixed, at least give me that because I would do the same for someone else. But life's not built that way. And sometimes you have to make decisions without having all of the answers or all the tools you needed. That's facing ambiguity. So that's funny because a lot of the things I've went through, I was taught by other people and I've trained and I've healed and I was able to use it to calm me down. I literally drove for 
Highway 20 starts the the travel to Tallahassee. Oh, where was I at when I finally pulled it together? Oh, no, I, I think I was in Tallahassee, actually, when I finally started to calm down. I, I, I think I cried for like almost two hours straight driving. I, I think it was just really, really hard. And um, I didn't, I, I just... I felt so out of sorts with myself and so out of touch because what I didn't understand is there was a portion of me that was upset around how I felt about the love interest and I felt like I'm losing. But then having a friend die, I was just so angry with that too because then I started getting mad at myself. Like, I feel tired. I feel like I've been working a lot. I don't feel like I'm getting... I'm, I'm getting back what I'm putting into it. So it's making me frustrated. And then that's where, when I talk about forgive yourself, the, the guilt is toxic, let it go. Like I told my mom, my mom was the one who finally called me. She was kind of trying to talk me down. And I said, I just feel so guilty, mom. I said, because here's a person who's dead. He doesn't have any more decisions he can do in this plane. He can't do anything. And yet I'm so tired that I just want to, I just don't want to be here. And that's, that's triggering for my mom because my mom's heard me talk about suicide a lot and heard me talk about this and, and, and she just gets, she doesn't know how to handle it. She just gets really scared. Um, and I, it wasn't like I wanted to harm myself. I just, I'm just tired. I'm tired of feeling like I'm putting into the world and it's not giving me anything back. And my mom was just like, you know, you're not looking at this the right way. And that's when I instantly was like, you know what? You're right. It's pity. It's pity. I'm, 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 I'm pitying myself right now. And because I am, I'm taking everything and making it this and this and that. And, that. and that's how I even wrote a poem, which here, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I was lost in my emotions as I couldn't push them down. Tears flowed like waves, emotions pulling me like the tide. I no longer could hide everything I was holding inside, screaming from the depths of my soul as I was driving, trying to make a deal with myself to focus on the work. As, as I made promises and there were people counting on me, I didn't have the strength to give them that guy with a smile, left questioning why I am so angry, tired of giving my all, only to be given crumbs. And that's how I felt. Like I felt like I, I'm showing up, I'm doing the right thing, I'm being that person that people can count on, but what the hell are they giving me? Now, the perfect example was one of, my, one of my friends, I texted him, and he responded later. The reason why I texted him is because the last time I was having a nervous breakdown, he was on the phone with me, and he prayed for me, and he calmed me down. And then I actually called my ex-wife because we knew this person. And I just felt so sad. And I was like, I knew she would probably say something funny or just check me to be like, get your shit together. Because we knew him and he was a beautiful soul, but he's gone and we have to keep going. And she told me to hold on. So I'm like, all right. She didn't call me back till like eight o'clock that night. And it made me, it made me angry. And this is why it added to that anger because I've always been able, I've always, I'm, I'm, I'm a good ex-husband. <laughs> I'm, I'm a great fucking ex-husband. I am a model of what ex-husband, don't, you don't want to be. Because I help out, I make things easy for her. There's times where she needs to borrow money. 
Hell, right now I just paid two of her bills on my credit card. And 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 I remember it was Thursday, she called me and she was telling me about some stuff. And I just snapped. I just said, I just started crying. I said, when I call you, you pick up the phone. I needed you. And I said, how many times in this life have I needed you? She was like, you know, that's exactly. I needed you and you were nowhere to be found. And I was so alone and I was so sad and I was so angry and you were nowhere where I needed you to be. And that's horrible because you don't look at it. You ask me to help you. You want my help, but you shit on me. And you talk about being a friend. That's not what a friend is. A friend is someone who's there for someone. And I mean, I, I lit into her. By the end of it, she said, I'm sorry. I appreciate you. And, and um, you know, I went on about the business. But I, and I was able to get that off my chest. And then it made me, I was so sad about my friend passing. I, me and another friend, we hadn't been, we hadn't spoken in a year. It, it If we made it to July, it would be a year. The last text message from this person to me was July 26. And I said, you know what? What if I die? And this person thinks I'm angry at them. What if they die? And they think, and, and I think they're angry at me. I just, you know what? Fuck it. And I just sent the voice messages and said, hey, you know, I care about you. This is what this is what it is. Um, I just want you to know that I care about you and you mean the world to me. And, you know, and. Yeah. It was. It was a it was a great dialogue, and we're gonna go to breakfast. We hadn't sat together in a year. We're gonna go to breakfast uh, Tuesday. Um, his death reminded me of the work we do in the living, and it also my emotions reminded me of I have this ability or I have this problem where when things go wrong. I pull back and I get, I just keep to myself because I don't want to screw it up anymore and I don't want to hurt anymore. And I haven't been bold in my life to stand in front of a person and say, okay, whatever was fucked up, let's work on it together. Let's create the solution. So the irony in my love interest pulling back from me in the same way is it's the same thing I do to my friends in our relationships. And then a year later, I come and I try to rectify it. <laughs> so when I say that I'm not mad, I'm really not. Like, I end up sending her a message and just telling her, hey, like, we're not really getting anywhere. We're not, you know, we were supposed to meet up and, and it just keeps jumping around. And I just, I just thanked her, thanked her for the things she left in my heart, thanked her for, because she really did. She, she, she made me realize that. If I'm going after a woman, I'm going after a partner I want to be with, that reciprocation is important, authenticity is important, honesty, loyalty is important. A woman pouring into me, making me feel like a man is important. And then at the same time, just being able to be in a space where I feel like I can be myself and not have to hide parts of me and be completely vulnerable. She gave me that that time. In five months, she gave me that. And hell yeah, I want more of it. But that time has come to a close, and I'm very appreciative for what I had. And so I sent that message 
was it Thursday? Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. It was yesterday because everything was happening yesterday. Wednesday, I was all in my emotions, really broken down. And then Thursday, I was really trying to piece together. I still had some parts of it that I need to let go, but I was trying to piece together what was going wrong with me because I really was, it would just be little triggers that would just throw me off. And I knew I felt like the weight had been heavy. I'm like, man, the weight's been heavy. I've just been working and I'm not appreciating it. But then what I learned is, and here we go again, I choose joy, is, is I have been hiding. I have been hiding this whole time. I hadn't been enjoying myself. I hadn't been, you know, putting on clothes to make me feel good, going places. Um, I hadn't really been doing anything. Like last week, the highlight of my week was Ryan's game. And, and when Ryan plays, it is the highlight. But what was the highlight for Jemayev outside of Ryan? And that's the point. And I'm going to hang out with some friends tomorrow, and that's going to be the highlight. And I think that getting back to what makes me happy and doing that and remembering that happiness starts within me is the biggest thing. Because here's a person who came into my life and, and, and gave me what I wanted. And what's funny is I was given this prayer book on my confirmation in 1998. And there is one prayer that has been circled since I was 14 years old. And it was, it's page 130 and it's for a life companion. Since I was 14 years old, I just wanted to be a part of something and have someone understand me and feel loved. And it's a struggle because the one thing I want the most, I feel like runs opposite parallel to where I'm at. But I had to sit back and remember everything I, I did to get here. A few years ago, there was a young lady I found very attractive. I was like, let me slide her DMs, slid in her DMs. I, I went harder with her, like, with the presentation. It was a great presentation, but she let me down easily. I've talked about this before. She, she let me down easily and said no. If I didn't do that, I would have never gotten to this love interest to be able to ask her. And then she said yes, and then we hung out. And now it's like she showed me what a woman's supposed to give to me. And now I got to keep going until I find that partner that matches me and we can walk together down this road. The loss hurts. It, well, the loss hurt because I don't like saying goodbye. And I, had to, and I had to realize that too. I don't like saying goodbye because in my life, I was, there's people who've always been leaving me. It's an abandonment problem. People are always leaving me. As soon as I get comfortable with them, they got to go. As soon as I'm enjoying myself, we have to stop. And I fucking hate it. But identifying that me pitying myself and then starting to ask all these why questions that have nothing to pertain to what I really am wasn't helping me. So getting to the root cause of, okay, I am angry. I am angry because... I do miss this person and I do love her, but this is where our lives are going. And I have to be thankful for the time and I have to move on to the next chapter because what she did is she set in motion the wheels for me on this ride. If I want to stand here and wait for her, the ride's going to leave me. And I, I think the hardest part about sending a message like that to someone and them not replying is, I hope you felt my words were powerful because they were sincere, but I'll never know that because she didn't respond to it, but she kept the audio. 
So maybe that's important. That's a question I'll ask Tuesday, though. Um, and so realizing that time is precious and that I have to honor the people who have who have left before me, I can't sit here and get pissed off and then just start spewing stupid shit just because I'm angry. Like, oh, I'm angry, so fuck this, fuck that. Like, no. Like, I've come so far. And I was looking through my Snapchat memories today and just looking back on trips I've taken and places I've traveled. I've done a lot of cool things for a person who continues to get angry sometimes. And even now, it's like, I was just in Jacksonville, just in Gainesville. There's so much shit to do. And yet, I go to my hotel and I just don't interact with the world. That's on me. And I've got to choose happiness to go do that. And that's what this year is about. It's about taking that next step and being uncomfortable and going to do things, going to events and trying things. Um, I just, if I'm to be honest, the reason why I hate it on the road is because I hate doing shit like that alone. I don't mind going to restaurants alone. I don't mind going to movies alone. There's just certain events like I either want to go with a friend or it would be nice to have a young lady hold my hand. It's just so much more important when you're with, you know, a person. And I think that's the hard part. That's the struggle for me. It's like, fuck, man, I, I just want to, I want to go with a person. I want this person to, to be with me. And I think that's, that's where the struggle has lied and I've understood where my space is and being uncomfortable. And I, I won't be, I won't be uncomfortable. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to allow myself to do that and love myself for it. And so as I sit here now, it's been a, it's been an interesting week and I'm excited for the next one. At first I thought I was going to have to take Monday off because I really, I felt really heavy, but coming back, I feel really light because I let it all out. I was holding it in, trying to be strong once again, not wanting people to worry about me. Now, you know, I, I was excited to be with someone and now I got to tell all these people I'm not, and I was worried about that. And it's part of the human experience. I can't worry about, how it all looks or what it is. I just got to keep falling and falling until I get on the bike and can actually, you know, move the bike, actually drive the bike. So I was struggling with not wanting something to be done, struggling with being sad that someone is gone and all those, the, the feeling, it was like waves just crashing and they were crashing in the one direction. And it was just all of these feelings guilt, sadness, anger, um, frustration. And what I was not paying attention to were the lessons that were in all of that for me. It would have been a much easier week if I would have been a lot smarter <laughs> um, than what I am and, and to actually take a moment. But I think for me, I needed to get those emotions off my chest because I felt so alone for the last 20 days that I just felt like I was on this island by myself 
and then to know about this death, to feel like this person's isolating me and not talking to me, it just really, really hurt my feelings because it's something I wouldn't do. But uh, the one thing I tell anybody is you don't want to ever do that because it's a dangerous thing. Um, if you give it, if I'm given time to think, then you just <laughs> giving me time to think is dangerous because when I get to self-reflect, I figure out a lot of things and I solve a lot of problems and it keeps me from doing really stupid shit like I used to when I was younger. The older I get, like I've, I've solved a lot of the things because it's within me. Happiness I control, discovery, enlightenment bring knowledge to me, but happiness, joy, um, the decisions I get to make, I'm in control of that. I am the master of that. And when I choose to be weaker, when I choose to pity myself, I give up the control and that's not something I want to do. And so um, I wrote this poem a few weeks ago. I put the final touches on it a few days ago. And this is what I call the last love letter to my love interest. Each time those lights turn on, a piece of my heart aches. As I remember you and the moments we shared. The trip to the store, rolling down the aisles, laughing and vibing in our own world. Then we hung up the lights we bought from our adventure. Your smile was big, the vibe was set. And you, I shall never forget. And for F. That's all I'll give you. (laughs) Let me tell you, this woman left a lot of her, her name will be left on my heart because she really did leave me with a lot of great knowledge and a lot of great moments. And I'm very thankful for that. But to be in a relationship or to work in a partnership, communication is key. And comprehension is the core. And when a person walks away from the table, they're going to be consequences to those actions. That's another C. And I'm very thankful for the time. And it, it it's tough because I was struggling with that too. Like I wouldn't turn the lights on in this room um, because I was like, it just makes me think of her, which would make me want to cry. And I remember the first time I did, it was probably like a, a few days after she stopped talking to me earlier in the month. And I bawled my eyes out of my bed. And now I can turn those lights on. I can smile because when I, it's like death. It's like, even though this person, I'm having to say goodbye to them. These are moments when I look at this time, when I see this thing that we experience and it put, it flashes me back to the moment we were together. It only gives me the great parts of it. And I take myself out of it. I don't, I'm not selfish anymore. I'm remembering the experience that I had and that life is about experiences. It's not about possessions. See, a problem with me because people have left me so much is I've had a possessive mentality where if if you're the person, I want you and I got to keep you in this box and you got to stay here. So when I got divorced, it made it hard because she was my wife and she was her own person and she made her own decisions, even if they were dumb or not. And it was just hard because I couldn't get her to ever see me, I couldn't possess that thought. And so it was tough for me, but I've learned that if I experience people that when I turn those lights on, like I will tonight, when I leave this recording, 
I'm just going to smile because those moments were fucking awesome. You know, I mean, <laughs> I had great moments. So from, a, from, from the start of the week where I was in tears babbling and I couldn't even control my emotions to where I'm sitting in front of you informing you how I felt and I'm smiling and there are no tears. It's been a very interesting week with Jam, but I'm very thankful that the Lord allowed me to have people to kind of check me and the Lord gave me time away to where I was alone, to where I could figure it out. I do not know what comes next, but I do know that I'm going to keep working hard because that's just, that's just what I do. You know, I'm going to flip to the B side because we're losing time and I don't want to, I don't want to lose this. So we're going to go B side. All right. So as I was saying, I, <clears throat> it's, it's been an interesting week for me. Uh, one I won't forget. One that helped me come to a decision to be able to reconcile a relationship that has been on the rocks for a year with a friend. One that helped me to basically say, hey, thank you for what you've done. If, you know, I, I really, for F, I really put it in her court. If you want to make a time and you want to make a place, you let me know. But other than that, I don't feel like you want to and it's okay. I don't need to know answers. I just want to tell you that you mean so much to me and I'm thankful for these last five months and what you did for me. And I wish I, I wish we could have more time together. I really do because you, you're so awesome and you're such a vibe, but Hey, this is, it's not meant to be, you know, if you're going to let a misunderstanding be what causes this and you don't want to say anything about it, then Hey, that says everything I need to know, go forward, be blessed. And hey, I, I wish you the best. And that's that's literally, you know, I, I literally was getting shit off my chest that I needed to with people. And it made me feel really good. You know what I mean? It made me feel good because I needed to get that off my chest. So, like I said, I don't know what comes next, but centering myself in happiness and choosing joy is what's important and it's what I have to do. I can't be in the stage where I'm just waiting because I was doing that too. Uh, like when I was in Tallahassee, because I was losing my mind, I went and bought this raise cap that I've been looking for. And right now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tighten up the budget because I've, you know, I've had to take care of some things and I'm just, I really don't like a bunch of shit on my credit cards. I don't, and I try to t take care of it every month. I don't like running a balance and I am, which I don't like. But the rule I always have for myself is I always have the money to pay that balance. If, if something bad happened today, I can just pay it and be done. So we're good. And I just have to relax and enjoy the fruits of my labor. That was the other thing that I really took from this week is the reason why everything feels so heavy is because I've just been working and grinding and grinding and grinding. And it's like I just had a successful Q1. So far, my Q2 is looking pretty good. I got to enjoy what I'm doing because I do enjoy my job, but I haven't been because I, a lot of life stuff has been happening and then I have to make certain decisions at work and it just kind of balls together instead of being two separate entities of which I, which how I operate when I choose joy is work is work. I go to work, I do that shit and I come home and I'm done and I'm Jemaya at home and that. 
And so um, this this week was a really a wake up call to get myself back on those tracks because I poured a lot into the time with F. And what I learned in that is I didn't pour as much in myself. Um, but it, but like I said, this is the first relationship I've had since, since the nurse. So, and I, I wasn't in a relationship. I mean, it's been what, four years since I've been in a relationship with someone. So it's, it's really just getting yourself back acclimated. I got myself acclimated. I understand what needs to happen. And I understand the boundaries that need to be set. I got to learn a lot. And I'm very thankful for that. And like I said, F's an amazing person. I wish her the best. I want her to go on and be great. Um, I, I hope that, you know, she can get to a point where we can be cool and just be friends. Because I don't I don't need anything else from her. Like, I, I just don't like when people are expecting me to to be a certain way and then they just treat me differently but if we can't be friends it is what it is and i i will cherish the moments that i had with her and that's just what it'll be um i'm gonna read you this this prayer that i've been saying since 14 uh dear heavenly father who has said it is not good that the man should be alone. I come to you asking for help to find my partner in life. I ask you for guidance, for I am your child and you are my loving and heavenly father. As I seek to assume my place in life and fulfill my mission in this world, I long to share my love with another, to establish a home and to raise a family. In your tender mercy, lead me to a kind and friendly Christian companion who will appreciate me and return my love. I do not want to be alone but prefer to share my joys and sorrows with someone I can love, one of my faith and my way of life. Hear my prayer for the sake of him who blessed marriage by his presence during his ministry on earth. Amen. I said that prayer since I was 14 because I was looking for a companion and then life happened and I stopped really saying it. I looked for that prayer book because for me it was like a token it was it's like a totem that actually helped me get through things. I kept it in my car door in my last car uh, being on the road because some days I had troubles. And I remember opening it back up when I got laid off. There's a prayer, page 164, for unemployed people. And I would, I would say that prayer every day as I was looking for jobs. At times, I've tried to not be the person asking for help. I've tried to will myself and manifest all the things I can to myself. So I try to go to, to the Lord with appreciation and gratitude. Like I said, grace and gratitude. Um, but I am, I am a child in his eyes and I, sometimes I need help. And I know that I don't want to be alone. I want a partner and I'm hoping that I can find her. And the other thing that I learned is I used to look at my vulnerability or like sharing who I was as a book. And so the hardest part for me when I got divorced was like, I gave Rachel this book and she has all this. And like, now I'm supposed to share it with the nurse. And it was hard. Cause I'm like, I, I did all that. What if you walk off? And I was, our relationship was so tough because she dealt with the brunt of me judging her for somebody else's actions. Cause I wasn't ready. I wasn't healed. It should have never happened. And then at the same time, she had her own baggage. So then it just, it made a concoction of horribleness. But either way, what I learned is 
I lost my thought. <laughs> I learned that. Oh, let me take a drink of water. It's about vulnerability. What I learned is it's not a book that you hand to a person. It's a book that you have and you give them pages. So a part of why my sadness is done and there'll, there'll be this dull ache because I'll miss her. And that's where I'm at. I'll miss her and I'll miss her presence. I'll miss her voice. I'll miss her lips because they were amazing. I'll miss her hug. I'll miss her scent because she would smell amazing. I'll miss her laugh. I'll miss her cracking jokes because she's funny as hell. I will be okay because she got pages of my vulnerability. The book is mine. And I can write as many pages as I need to from this book because ultimately it's the story is my story. And so I've learned a lot. I've, I've learned a lot over the course of week. I've learned that it's the, this comes back to prison palace mentality about pitying. We don't have time for pity because when we pity, we question our own conviction and faith and what we truly believe. Don't have time for that. I want to be here. There are things I want to get done. I want to be here for my son, but I also want to be here because I believe that there is somebody here for me to show me love that I've never seen before from a woman. For my son, that unconditional love is a like that's amazing. But from a woman, I've never received that love as what I truly should have, and I believe like I can I can find it. I can find it in a partner who's going to help grow me. And I help grow them and we fucking make the best of our lives together. I believe that. And I will keep working until I get that. Um, and I also learned to just let it go. To be thankful for the journey. To remember that I am experiencing life. That life flows through me. That life is not mine to hold. Life is happening all around me. I don't get to put it in a jar or a box and say, this is my portion of life. I get to have experiences that I can record and capture. I can, you know, I got plenty of that on Snapchat. I can capture moments, but they're mine to hold within me, but they're all around me and I don't possess them. So knowing that and knowing the experiences I've had, I just have to continue to be my best self. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a week with jam. <laughs> a lot of reflection, a lot of thought, a lot of tears, a lot of laughs. A good amount of reconciliation. And we're going to keep going. Like I said, so the next episode will be about being healed. I don't, I don't have the title yet, but we'll work on that. And... Um, I want to, I'm going to speak to you, Ryan, because I know you listen to this sometimes. There's a lot of things that your dad goes through just because of my upbringing. My upbringing taught me to allow you to be free and to be who you are, to raise you with a sense of freedom, but to, but to keep my eye on you and to be able to help you, to coach you up to allow you to run into a wall if you need to, but help you up if you need it. A lot of times when you run into the wall, you don't want me to help you up. You get yourself up. You may come over and go, 
how did that look? What should I do? And I go, walk me through it. I love our relationship because I wish that I had what you have. I don't envy it, but I wish that I had what you had growing up because I see the confidence in you at 11 and I've never had that confidence. Well, I should say never. It took me 30 plus years to gain that confidence. And when you turn my age, <laughs> you're going to be, boy, you're going to be hurting them. Uh, that's another story for another day. I love you, son. You have no idea the amounts of sadness and depression your dad deals with at times. I don't necessarily take you to the depths of that center, but I let you know. I, I tell you the truth. I, I told you. Your mom tried to tell you I was sick, and I told you straight up, no, I was sad. I was crying. I had a horrible time. I lost my friend. I miss Miss F, and I'm just having a hard time because I feel so alone. He's like, you're not alone. He said, like, you got me. I said, I know. I said, I just feel alone outside of you. And he said, okay, I get it then. So you continue to help me push to be my best self. And I, I want to thank you for that, son. And you, like I said, I only got one child, but you are really a, the greatest gift that I've been ever given. Thank you so much for that. Now, to you, Jemiah Daniel, <laughs> forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Okay, I am proud of you because you could have given up this week and you didn't. You kept going, you kept pushing, and you kept making things happen. Okay, you are beautiful, you are worthy, you are amazing, you are loved, and you need to remember that. Okay, you are amazing, you are worthy, you are beautiful, you are loved. And I don't ever want you to forget that as long as you should live. We need you. Keep pushing your light. But at the same time, remember, there are people around you that infringe upon your light because they want your healing energy. You need to spend more time in your own space doing your own thing so you're not readily available to give them that energy. Go collect energy that makes you smile. They'll be fucking awesome. I believe in you. I love you. And most of all, I'm so fucking proud of you. Chu knows it. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. Chu knows it.